This podcast is brought to you by Lighthead Threads, apparel that inspire bright ideas and the actions that forge them. Brighten up your life and style today with a great hat or shirt. New styles coming soon, but until then, use code QUALITY at checkout for 15% off of your first order. So head on over to lightheadthreads.com slash shop and get lightheaded today. Jabari Bars Tawaya is a Grammy award-winning engineer and producer based in Oakland, California. His engineering work with fellow Oakland-based artist Fantastic Negrito helped garner him notoriety in both the community and in the recording industry. We narrowed down the audio for a bit, dabbled in a little history of music production, and talked about the many ways that technology has changed the industry. I think it's safe to say that all of us listen to and consume some kind of music, so let's get into this conversation about the creative process that fuels our favorite songs and see what's good. Quality, 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 quality goods. Hello, good people. You are tuned into the Quality Goods Podcast. I'm Chris Beatty. And I'm Anson J. It's another beautiful night in Oakland, and tonight we are blessed by another East Bay native. Tonight we are chatting with my good friend and Grammy award-winning engineer, songwriter, producer, all of the above. We got Jabari, a.k.a. Bars, Tawaya. What's going on, man? What's going on? Good to be here, man. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Yeah, it's been a long time coming, man. I definitely... uh, been knowing this guy for going on a decade now. Yes. Year, yeah, so. 10 years ago. More years, 10 so. years ago, he graduated. Graduated, right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Also so alumni yeah. of the... Yeah, yeah, so we went back a yeah. few few years, yeah, uh, over yeah. 10, but uh, yeah, 10 years ago that we graduated college, which makes me feel really old to say that. <laughs> man, right, Kylie, yeah, we're not talking about a high <laughs> yeah, school it's not high school <laughs> Yeah, man. So it's definitely the build has been, you know, it's been a long time coming, but yeah, good to be here, man. Yeah, the vibes are still the same, man. And uh, I don't know about you, but I'm still connected with a lot of people that we went to school with. I don't see them on a daily basis, but yeah. we stay yeah, plugged so in. Keep up with them, yeah. Yeah, no, likewise, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, what's it called? Chris uh, Cohen he oh, hit yeah, me yeah. up, man. Uh, I don't know you, Daniel Varela. Yeah, Danny Danny, Danny's part of our crew yeah, for he Quality does, he Goods. Helps, yeah. Yeah. He, he helps, helps with the websites. Yeah. He helps with okay, the video yeah, yeah. So yeah. Deeply connected still, yeah. Okay, yeah. No, Danny V <laughs> hit me on an email. He was talking about he was putting together an email list of... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm just, on that email list. Okay, yeah. cool, cool yeah. with people's music and stuff. So yeah. I was like, yeah, that's nice. dope. We got we to gotta keep that pushing because we're all kind of like... Yeah, doing kind of things in our, in our respective mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying yeah, in our respective lanes so. yeah. yeah it's just good to if you, just feel that vibe going again like in people that you went to school for these things and yeah, how guys, they're using we, it we going know a lot of talented yeah, people top. we know a lot of talented people they're all doing big things now like I said 10 years ago we graduated from college so 10 years removed from that like we got some exactly. people that are doing some big things no, in no our circle lie. no lie well, yeah, man, what, what you been up to? You winning Grammys? You running running your own studio? Yeah, man, winning Grammys. Um, <laughs> so, so um, I guess, you know, I guess to kind of go into the story, um, the, 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 so you said running my own studio. I, I have yet to, to get my own studio. I'm actually, I've been doing a lot of freelancing. Um, the Grammy situation was a freelance situation. I was working for um, for artist named Fantastic Negrito. Um, and he's from Oakland, based out yeah. here in Oakland. 
um, and he's a uh, he's a he considers his music black roots music. Mm. Um, it's more so you, you know it's in the genre like blues and stuff like yeah. that. Nice. And um, I was doing some work for him, man, and uh, we won two Grammys working on the last days of Oakland and his his second album, uh, Please Don't Be Dead. Mm. So, so yeah, yeah, man, that's you know that's. So definitely a stamp of validation, but uh, yeah. something like it's like you you did it, you know. But then you right. can't let that be the plateau. Oh, never, yeah. nah. I mean, yeah. you know, a lot of people, you know, assume like, oh, you know, you got the Grammy, like you made it. You're <laughs> good. You're done, you're like, I'm yeah. like, like <laughs> you know, man, the sort of. Well, for when I tell people the Grammy didn't come with a check, not to no, undervalue yeah. what a Grammy means for because sure. it's opened up a ton of doors. Yes, you yes. Know? being able to add that on the resume. Bro, like no, you add it on the resume. It's just how people perceive you yeah. as a uh, as an entity a and a brand. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, the story is really crazy. Like you know, when he when we got the first Grammy on uh, the last days of Oakland, um, you know what happened was I knew that he had gotten nominated, and it was his first go around being nominated in the Grammys mm -hmm. and the whole thing. So the procedure was new to everybody. And so he got nominated, he went and he won. And I was like, oh shit, that's dope. Like, and I'm just like, I'm just glad to be a part yeah. Yeah. of a Grammy award winning sure. project, yeah. you know? And during the time, this was early 2017, you know, I had a lot kind of going on in my life and I was kind of like, you know, I was kind of at a point where, you know, I didn't know if I was going to be able to like really continue mm -hmm. to go as hard as I've been going, you know, as an engineer and just, you know, career rise with this. And I was talking to my partner and I was just like, but, you know, uh, you know, Negrito won uh, the Grammy and I, you know, I had never actually worked with a Grammy mm -hmm. award winning artist. So I was just, you know, shooting the shit with my guy and telling him he had won. And he was like, oh, shit. He was like, what did he, what cat, he, did he win for uh, artist or album? Mm. And I was like, uh, I think he won for album. And he's like, are you sure? Yeah. And I was like, I'm not sure. Maybe he won for artist. <laughs> yeah. He was like, bro, you should check because if he won for album, yeah. that means you won yeah. one too. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, for like, real? Because nobody told me. Yeah. Like, nobody was like, hey, ooh, yeah, like, you like yeah. we did it. Like, yeah. you know, it was just like, I thought he won, you know? Yeah. And so, bro, and I'm on the 880, I'm driving. And I'm like, bro, I'm going to call you back. Like, yeah, I, I like I'm, traffic is slow, so I'm Googling this shit. And then it said album. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, bro, literally, I felt like tears was about to come. Oh, up. man, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. even though I didn't know if I had won it yet, like, yeah, I got yeah. that feeling. But that like, is a little different feeling either because it's recognizing the whole project, right? Even, bro, yeah. like, man, it's so much shit that just going through just being an artist and people not understanding. And, you know, 2017, my kid was like, two years old you know what i'm saying yeah, dealing with mm -hmm. the bm shit and mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and like people being like you know i mean because doing this shit is like you know it's the type of industry where you get a lot of work sometimes and sometimes you barely wow. get any work yeah. you know yeah. and it's like i was doing union gigs i work for local 16 mm -hmm. and uh, but this is my passion you know yeah. and, and the thing is when you're getting a lot of work doing this you have to choose you know, like sometimes yeah. you'll be like, fuck, I'm getting a lot of work doing this and I'm getting cash doing this. It's not like getting a check mm -hmm. where it's like you got to wait two weeks. Like I can get money fast yeah. doing this. So sometimes I would stop doing my other stuff. It was just it was a complicated thing. So I felt like the Grammy validated 
all of my hard work. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. it was like, like yeah. dude, I'm getting Grammys. Like, yeah. you know Especially what I'm saying? Like, Grammys are like a peer uh, award, you know? It's, yeah. it's not, you're nominated by fellow musicians mm -hmm. and artists, where it's, it's like selling, you know, getting like a platinum record. That's that's a whole different metric, you know? You're, that's a whole different, I mean, that's, that's, like, that's so, great sales, too. Because yeah. that, that comes with a check. If you do a platinum records, that's that's the people really validating you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the fans, you know, they're going out, they're supporting your music, and that's you know that's undeniable. That's royalties. That's a whole lot of. But Gram Grammys is different. You know, Grammy, like you said, it's your peers. It's your it's the it's the musical industry that says that this has value to the culture. Yeah, and to you the, know yeah. whether or not the people the have recognized that yet. Yeah, you know. Yep. Um, so, so yeah, man, it was it was big, man. Um, you know, ended up getting that, and, and ever since, man, it's really changed how I view my brand, how I view myself as as an artist, how I view myself as an engineer, and just you know everything. It, you know, it really made me take my my stuff to the next level. What inspired you to uh, follow a path into? recording and engineering and producing um uh, well ever since i ever since my childhood i've always had people around me that were um musicians and artistic and musically involved uh, my grandfather was a musician and a band teacher in the public schools and you know going to his house you know there was always like a piano and i was always um fascinated by just music and like you know what I'm saying I mean I I just always grew up around it it's always been something that's just like inspired me like you know I can remember being a kid and hearing songs and just <laughs> getting that feeling being like yeah. ooh you know so it's just something that um I followed um you know and um early on in my growth as an artist you know, of course, I was like, you know, rap was like the big yeah. thing. So yeah. I fell into rap. And in high school, me and my friends, we had like a we had a rap group. And um, it just got to a certain point where it was like I was like, damn, I, you know, I'm trying to figure out how I make money doing this because yeah. being an artist is difficult. You know, it takes time for people to recognize you as valuable. Um, and then you know working with my friends being in a group it's like you got all these people that are yeah. like oh I want to do this I want to do this different I want to do this yeah, yeah, exactly. going yeah. different directions mm -hmm. so trying to find myself as you know I've always felt like one of the, one of the other things that kind of steered me in the engineering direction was so in high school I was really heavily involved with uh, rap and just like oh yeah I'm gonna be a rapper mm. uh, and I, we were going to studios and, you know, paying different people to do stuff. And then I ended up getting a scholarship to go to San Francisco State. And, um, you know, I kind of got up, got caught up in like the party, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. College life, it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, kicking it. And, yeah. You know. You're not and, the only one. Don't man, and like, you know, I, I was like, you know, out of all my friends, I was like the only one that really kind of went the college route. So I kind of ended up being distanced from my friends. And mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I'm having a good time. Like I kind of put music to the back burner. And then I, I was uh, my the apartment that I lived in in my uh, sophomore year. We had an apartment fire. Oh. Yeah, and we lost everything, man. And um, it was it was really bad. It was on the news, and um, 
the uh, the school board, they asked us, you know, they were like, what, you know, they were asking us what we were going to do. Uh, man, and they did a shady, bro. Like, hey, like, what, are, what are you guys doing? <laughs> like, yeah. we're, we're kicking it. We, yeah, no, yeah. We got like, your money already. Your plans now. Plans. Yeah. Exactly what we were saying. We were like, man, we we're not. We don't know what we're gonna yeah. do. And uh, so they were like, look, just go down to so the towers at San Francisco State. That's like a high end um, residential like dorm. So I like, just go down to the towers, and somebody will have a key for you. We'll find you a place to stay, and we'll have some blankets for you. So we're like, oh, yeah, dope. You know, because one of my friends was from San Diego. The other one was from Sebastopol. Yeah, they were like, I'm not just uh, going local, back anywhere to crash yeah. on someone. Yeah. For real, look, and, and we were still enrolled in classes. Like, yeah. most of, like, all of us were on financial aid. Yeah. We had to, you yeah, know, like, it was I can't like, not go to, yeah. We're locked in. So, <laughs> yeah. like, and, and dude, financial aid was my life. Like, yeah. I like when I would get yeah. my financial aid check, I would quit my job. Yeah. <laughs> for real, like, yeah. I get, like, you know, pay for my tuition, yeah, then I had, like, three and a half yeah, Bands, like yeah. on top of that I'm exactly. like yeah I'm not paying for books I'm yeah. living like yeah. I'm paying my rent mm-hmm. so anyways the apartment burned down they're like yeah just go to the towers and you know somebody will have a key for you and we'll find you guys a place to stay so we're there for like two weeks after the two weeks the month you know we go into the next month and they hit us with a, a $900 bill each like what? not 900 total 900 yeah. each like damn um and so we went down to the residential and we were like, what's going on? Like, we never signed any contracts. Yeah. They just told us that, yeah, they said, you know, we were going to be able to stay here. We were just in a fire. And they're like, well, you should know everybody pays to live here type shit. What? And we were like, well, wait, we didn't sign any contracts. Exactly. So we're not legally obligated. Yeah, you to don't do have anything. 100%. And they were like, look, if you don't pay it, we're going to have to withhold your transcripts and put your whole yeah. thing on hold. And so basically, being yeah. on financial aid, if you're not enrolled into a certain amount yeah, of units, over. you don't yeah, get anything. Yeah, yeah. So we were basically fucked. Yeah. Um, that's when I decided to drop out. And you know, my friends they had to come up with the money, but I was like, "This is some bullshit." Um, you know, and yeah. you know, going through a lot, man. I mean, I ended up being homeless for a little while, and um, it was like, you know, some people were like, "Oh, you should get a lawyer." But um, I was just focused Lawyers on... Lawyers cost money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah. yeah, so... And trust me, you guys aren't the first people that the, they try to do that to. You know no, what I mean? They, so they, it you was know... A, it was a setup, bro. Exactly, I mean, yeah. I mean, really, they try to act like, you know, because the people that told us we could live there, it was the dean and some high-end people. Yeah. But then dealing with residential, they're like, oh, we're a separate... Exactly, ooh, yeah. So... It's just like really it put me in a mindset where I'm like, what am I going to do? How am I going to make money and how am I going to really get back on my feet? For sure. Um, and I remember having a conversation with my mom and she was like, you know, because I had looked at expressions when I was graduating high school in 2005. Mm-hmm. You know, not, not to date myself, but <laughs> they weren't right accredited yet. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. It was mm-hmm. a it was a certificate program. Mm-hmm. And so this was 2008 when the fire happened. She was like, what about that school expressions? And I'm like. Like, uh, I don't, you know, I don't know. And, you know, I look back into it. And by that time, they were accredited. It was, gotcha. it was like, you can get your Bachelor's BS and all that. So I'm like, oh, this what? might be yeah. the spot. And they got financial aid. Yeah. And you can transfer it. units over, yeah. too. Exactly. So 
I was like, okay, it kind of put me in a different frame of mind of, you know, okay, maybe I should go that direction. And being an engineer, you know, as an artist, I always remember having to pay the engineer. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's like, that's such a foundational thing of music. You know, you can't. It doesn't matter what genre it is, man. It doesn't matter. You know, so I'm like, look, this engineer thing might be the one. Um, and I came down here for a tour and they, you know, they told me what was available and what I could do. And, you know, a lot of the, uh, the grants that I was getting and scholarships that I was getting, they would accept. So it just, it just ended up working out. And, you know, when I came here, I wasn't initially sure, like what I was going to do. Like I was still rapping, but, um, it just became, you know, it, it, it took me into where you know I can't without expressions I wouldn't be nowhere where I am now. Yeah. Yeah, well, same here, man. Like it led me on a path. Like I'm, I'm yeah. working in tech now, but I don't think I would even be in tech right. if I didn't go to school for audio engineering. Like, no, for sure. It, it all led me there. Yeah. Shit, this is a technical school. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like everything I mean, about it. Even just the style of how they taught, like the accelerated program, it forces you to pick up technical knowledge very no, quickly sure. and if you can't mm-hmm. hang then you're gonna get eaten up you know yeah no for sure man yes it's been a crazy journey man yeah was there a particular like class or anything uh that you you enrolled in here that said okay now production or engineering is like you know was there like a moment that it clicked once you were here that- bro i'm not gonna lie like the first class that <laughs> i had uh MSV, that's what they called it back then. Everything media, is different now. Yeah, media, sound, and visual was the MSV class. and Eric Arvai, I remember, like, <laughs> we had to make a, a short film. And yeah. I was like, oh, this is the shit. Yeah. Like, I'm like, like this is, because yeah. I never, level, man. Yeah. yeah, it's like, it just expands everything you think. Because, you know, you get in that wise, class yeah. and they already know how people are thinking. Some people, like, everybody's in a different path like yes. you're in there with graphic design artists yeah. but what yeah. they tell you how they initiate you into the program is that look all of this media goes hand in hand yes. you yeah. know and it's like it doesn't matter if you want to be in the studio recording it doesn't matter if you want to do graphic design like you have to know all of these things yes. like if you're going to be in the media business and that's when i was like this shit is dope yeah, yeah. like it's bigger than you know mm-hmm. and that's what i was trying to that's i feel like that's always what i've been trying to like wrap my mind around you know because it's like you see the artist and you see the thing you know and you're like you know how does it all click how does it all yeah. tie in and it's like okay this is media yeah you know i mean as an artist even if you are a musician you should know how to do it all because then you can visualize such grander pieces and, and yeah. performance wise like look at kanye west you know like he's the one that whose brainchild was these crazy performances and Mm-hmm. and uh yeah, short videos, films short, yeah. and yeah no for sure i mean really you know as an artist essentially what you are you a storyteller yeah yep. whether your medium is song whether your medium is dance whether your media is uh graphic art yeah. you know what i'm saying what you're trying to do you you trying to you trying to like you trying to like communicate with people on a on a level beyond words. Yeah. You yep. know what I'm saying? Exactly. And then beyond that, the message is like, you know, the story. Where do you what are you about? Where do you come from? What is this message that you trying to, you know, and that and and it and it goes beyond like even if you're a rapper, I mean, like now, not just rap, but even if you're a musician, all music 
requires a visual element in this day and age. Like, yeah. if you're not putting out videos, like, yeah. what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're just yeah. putting up songs with a graphic, like, it's hard to even be relevant. Selling yourself yeah. short, yeah. you know, because there's so many people out there doing way more than you yeah. already. They're, you're being outworked yeah. already. But but it just goes into plant telling the story. Yeah. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying behind the music because now it's like we, you know, most in in the United States, most people don't buy music like that. No, you don't buy you albums. Know? Yeah, I mean, in other parts of the world, mm. yeah, there yeah. is still a consumer market for music, but specifically in the United States, a lot of the ways that we consume music is through streaming. We're streaming, and, yeah. you know. People don't get paid shit. And <laughs> through streaming. just general content. Like, people, yep. a lot of times, people discover music through YouTube yep. on a video. Yep. You know, so the visual element plays such a big role in sure. how we you know, relate to an artist, how we feel and connect, you know, because you can hear a song on the radio and then see the video and have a whole different appreciation for it. For sure. Exactly. Like, uh, I think a good group that is an example of that is Brockhampton. They put Mm. out a video for almost every track on their albums. That's dope. Like, they're low-budget videos, but there's a video, and with the... A cool visual element. They're telling right. stories in their style, but a video for every single song. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I look at it even, I mean, beyond music, you know, anyone who like prides themselves or has a, a, a love for like style in general, whether it's food or like what you wear, the tastemakers want that story to it. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a reason right. why those brands continually get traffic because of of the person behind it or how right. they stumble across it and the food too you know like oh i remember when he had a food truck so now he's got this so it's that's it, no matter how dope it is man like those two trucks if i know his story i'm going to that person's exactly. story you know exactly so and and then i think kind of something that clicks like it doesn't matter if it sounds or if it's visual it's got to go through some kind of program or people to curate it whether it's music or not so mm-hmm. digital audio is so much more. I'm sure that was like the big, like, oh, damn, everything needs, you know, some something from the school, you know, right. to, to no, work. No, for sure. It all ties in, you yeah. know. Well, it's gotten to the point where Expression now, SAE, even offers a program for immersive audio. Mm. So it's not mm. just audio you're listening to. It's how does, how do you interact with it in the real world? And, right. And even uh, I went to a... Uh, museum for Dia de los Muertos, uh, Somarts over in uh, San Francisco. They mm-hmm. do a Day of the Dead exhibit every year. But this year was far more audio forward, and everybody had an audio element mm. to their art installation. Like you, mm. whether you were putting on a headset or something was playing aloud. Right. But so many more art installations had an audio element or an, some yeah. kind of interactive element. So art's becoming more of an experience rather than just yeah. something that you observe. Bro, yeah. I'm telling you, I mean, the next thing is going to be virtual reality. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. And that's, what, yeah. I mean, I think it's big too. It's just like artists in general, like you said, man, I mean, it's not even about trying to be a rapper or whatever, it's just being an artist in general. So, mm-hmm. and in the Bay, we have seven hustles, eight hustles anyway. So, Got to. you better be able to do all those things. And, you know, you're into more than one thing. So, now, oh, let me just put it all together. You know, right, like exactly. Um, and then, so you mentioned like you got a chance to work on like a short film or something like that on your first like when, like what was your role on in that like uh oh uh, well I actually played a small role <laughs> okay. in there um, okay on camera in front nice. of the camera yeah, on camera <laughs> okay. uh, our movie was called The Last Human it was nice. 
hella corny. But, uh, <laughs> but you got but, the, you got the yeah, reps in you. <laughs> I got yeah, you know I got my cameo. Uh, but uh, but see the beautiful thing about the program is that they make you pay every single role. So awesome. I was it's a rotational. Yes, I was a cameraman at one nice, point. Man. I was uh, I held the boom at another mm-hmm. point. Director, you know, director. Yeah, nice I mean man. I helped write the script. Yeah, um, do the audio. Yeah, yeah, do the that's audio. awesome. You do the like you, you said, do the production. Yeah. You do the post production. You yeah. do it all. Yeah. You do it yeah, all because you might not even know what you're into until you got a chance to do that right and that's what they're trying to tap into because a lot of people come here and they you know of course you might have an idea that's how you got here yes but not understanding the industry not understanding what's available to you and you know what Mm -hmm. there is out there they are going to show you everything and and that that really kind of helps mold and shapes you and, and open your mind to your own potential yeah you know because i never would have thought about oh you know i can be uh uh do music and just work in the film industry mm-hmm. you know and that's yeah. that's a big industry i, I mean yes. that, you know? i'm in a cat here i don't know if you remember d animals um buff mm-hmm. dude uh maybe <laughs> you, yeah. maybe, yeah. Yeah. you remember a buff dude name d animals you know what i mean <laughs> 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 yeah, you him, no. Yeah. no but but I remember when I met him and he was like, you know, his claim to fame was he was getting a lot of his placements on uh, reality TV shows Mm. as a producer Uh from early on. Um, That's like the boom right there. Kind of was like boom. Yeah. yeah. And this was like, you know, he he was doing this like in the early 2000s. I mean, we were here in 08, 09, but he was doing this like years before. Mm. So and it was like, you know, in the height of the reality TV era. Yes. You know? When it, right before it took over and that's yeah. all that's on here now, but yeah. And, um, you know, and he was like, he made a living off of that and mm. I was like, damn, like, I didn't even know that was real. Yeah. You know, like, honestly, I didn't know where they get that music from. Yeah. Unearthing opportunities yeah. that we never knew yeah, existed. And it, yeah, because, and that's a good job on that producer too, is that you don't even hear the music but it's part of that show or whatever or every commercial it's has instrumental. music. Yeah. yeah, it's like, yeah. it's amazing. <laughs> that adds to the emotion of the thing yes. like you strip the music like how are you supposed to feel yep you know exactly. what I'm saying they they can, you know when it's you. getting dramatic yeah, <laughs> yeah you know exactly. when it's fun or it's sad yeah I don't know yeah. how to feel exactly exactly <laughs> but it's part of that picture like you said that gets painted even right. I mean obviously reality shows not real anyway but that's how they the script maybe there isn't a script but knowing where to put that music and alright you guys stand together longer so we can create some friction exactly or whatever, it's yeah. still a production yeah you yeah. know what I'm saying and you know that doesn't speak for every like everybody doesn't have to be guided but you know what i'm saying like they just do it so you know i mean because it's it's their vision you know what i'm saying and you know i would have thought that they just had somebody on set that made that music you know what i'm saying but i didn't know they (laughs) find music Mm. you know so i'm like damn that's a whole different world i actually read an article recently about uh todd phillips who directed Mm. joker and he actually sent a composer the script before they shot anything, and mm. just like she composed the music just wow. based on the the vibe the, um, from the script. The script. And mm. then, because you know how it had that like really like low, yeah, like, you talking strings? about the new Joker? Yeah, for the new mm. Joker movie. That movie, was so it's like dark. That. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, 
doing like the d- deep strings the whole time, like when he's dancing in the bathroom and shit right, like that. Right. Like that, they he said that they just like played that like on repeat on set all day long. So all people yeah. were feeling was that vibe, and that's how that's nuts. and that informed uh, a lot of Joaquin Phoenix's movements, and like he just kind of like freestyled that dance mm-hmm. in the bathroom and stuff. Yeah. So that's crazy. It shows you yeah, how powerful a piece of music can be to the whole style of the movie. Oh yeah, yeah man. Yeah. We could, like you said, we could get deep on music, man. When yeah. you're talking about vibrations and frequencies yeah. and stuff like that, that's <laughs> that's the nature of all things, yeah. really. Is. Primal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just you're just sonically attracted to things that you don't even realize it, but it just you just gravitate towards. You're like, damn, I gotta right. see what's going on. Not everything that's loud you care about, you know. Right. Once it hits that, like you said, frequency, you're like, mm, all right, that no, is that's my real. lane right there. No, for <laughs> real, that shit, that shit's crazy. Yeah. Like, I, was, I remember uh, Hanny. Um, you remember Hanny? Yeah. Live sound, yes. yeah. Hanny was talking about he um, before he was teaching. Um, I don't know if he was doing some projects with the military or he was doing a live sound gig on a military base. Mm. But he said that he was at a bar one time and um, he met some high level military person and uh, they were just chopping it up, shooting the shit about you know music shit and. Um, the guy or the person that he met was like, hey, you know what? You, you know, you sound like you know a lot of stuff. He was like, you know, I have access, you know, th- we're working on this project and I have access to like this machine that pumps out like different like frequencies crazy. and shit. Uh. And uh, Hanny said he took him like way out in the desert of Texas. Yeah. Blindfolded. Just. <laughs> <laughs> no, he showed him this. Uh, it's like there was this huge horn that uh, would like spit out, you know, super low frequency, super high yeah, frequency, yeah. like shit that you couldn't detect. Mm-hmm. And the military was using it to, you know, for war purposes. Yeah. yeah. But they could control people's behavior. Mm-hmm. They could make people sick. They could make people do different things. Yeah, like shit their pants before they even come like in. Yeah, yeah. it was like it was crazy. Yeah. He was and Ups- that upset their bowels by no, vibrating. Yeah, that's for real. Bro. So yeah, that's what he said. He was like, Damn. "There's a there was a specific frequency that they used that they could uh, they could." Uh, basically like incapacitate somebody where you've yeah. been throwing up yeah. for hours Damn. you know and they play this frequency for a certain amount of time and people just start throwing up uncontrollably yeah. and then they could just like come in and, and do whatever like type yeah. of shit people yeah. are just done yeah. deal yeah. just yeah. shoot yeah. down yeah. Yeah. the bgs bro they yeah. fucked it all up <laughs> i've never seen that shit on the hulk yeah the hulk with the yeah. is it the edward norton one yeah, yeah. i think so yeah and they use the sound waves to like fight the Hulk yeah. Yeah. Right, and then like you said it's not even a frequency they're hearing but they're feeling it right no, like, yeah, that's no, and those, crazy, those are the ones that you have the ones that we hear have really no effect on yeah. nature it's the ones that you don't yeah. hear mm-hmm. like, you know like dog whistles and shit yeah because yeah, exactly. our range is like only, not yeah, really so that much yeah. like 17 to 17 maybe that's and that's being generous like yeah. 17 hertz to 17k or that's like 20 crazy. to 20 I mean let me tell it I think you can control <laughs> the weather with that shit yeah. With a, with frequencies, yeah. yeah I mean, because the way that they study earthquakes and shit like that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they, seismic they, waves. Yeah, no, they the way sense. I think they're able to detect if an earthquake is coming or you know what the earthquake was mm-hmm. is by these extra low frequencies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, and and if you've ever been in an earthquake, you know sometimes you hear the rumble, you hear a sound yep. before you feel the earthquake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. To me. I mean, if if ultraviolet can affect us, then there's frequencies that you know, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Light, light is frequencies. Ex- yeah, too. exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So it, yeah, there's definitely yeah, and that's what we even know about. Like, who knows what that they didn't show him at the military. You know, the military. You know, that's exactly. what that's what he wasn't willing to show a civilian. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, that's what I'm saying. That just comes to show that there's other careers in audio that aren't even musical or aren't yeah. even, like aren't even for purposes of mm-hmm. like listening but they're pleasure. still an engineer right. making that happen yeah, come you know on, I mean? hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna beat it yeah exactly mm-hmm. and you can get into like audio digital signal processing which is like used in like app development right and, like, bro so yeah the crazy <clears throat> thing was so when we had to take because I did a lot of um, GE at San Francisco State, mm. but when I came here, there were still some classes that I had to take, and one of them was um, like a music history class. That was a good class. That was a good ass class, class because I didn't know like a lot of the technology that we got for music recording came from the Nazis. Mm. Uh, like they were the first ones to develop a lot of the technology and they were a lot more technologically advanced mm-hmm. than yeah, all the of rest our of the like world. Yeah. NASA dude then Neumann Telefunken yeah. like exactly. a lot of the premier brands that were like oh yeah, yeah. I, I gotta have a Neumann I gotta have Those a microphone this and a that yeah. transducers exactly yeah. it came from their technology and um you know it just it just makes you think cause going back to you know you saying you don't know what you know yeah, well, what yeah, they, what, what they, they know, we don't know what. Yes, yeah, no, it's it's just it's just crazy to think, and you know, I mean, nowadays a lot of things are, um, you know, kind of like digitally replicated, yeah, so uh, we don't have to sure. do a lot because yes. they make these softwares to be so consumer friendly mm. that anybody can do this, but. Back in the day, you literally had to be an engineer. Like yeah. when they say audio engineer, that meant like you soldered the wires. Mm, like yeah. you could go in, you could pull the channel out and like rebuild yeah. that shit. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like it was real engineering. Mm-hmm. Like you would fucking put the tube in the thing. And <laughs> yeah, you did you every aspect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was like it was legit. No, not yeah. clicking it, around inside like, yeah, your laptop. Pro Tools, like, oh, fuck, my Pro Tools is done. I'm finna buy another yeah. one. Yes, like, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, that's fine. Well, yeah. That's, yeah. that's a good transition into something that I wanted to talk about because I wanted to talk about the transition from analog to digital and how most people these days who produce music probably have very little experience with analog audio engineering, like no tape, no signal flow through a board. It's all, I mean, signal flow is replicated, you know, through a, a DAW, mm-hmm. but people aren't like patching in a lot of stuff. There's not a lot of people who work in the recording studio these days. It's right. a lot in the box. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you feel about having a analog foundation? Do you, do you think that was instrumental in your success as an engineer? That's an interesting question. I mean, I know for me, it helped my understanding of signal flow far more. So in terms of my potential as an engineer, analog definitely broadened the spectrum. It it gave me a deeper understanding of what's really going on um, with the signal processing and all of that. But... I wouldn't have had a career if it wasn't for digital. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna of just course. keep it yeah, real. Like, well, that's where yeah. we're at. Now. I mean, yeah, digital is what opened the doors for me to even have a studio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To, I mean, the first studio that I was at, it was a Pro Tools. We didn't have any analog stuff. Yeah. You know, I mean, other than, I mean, we had. That was the first DAW you ever worked on, Pro Tools? 
Did you have any uh, preliminary? Well, yeah, I mean, when I was a kid, I had like a, I had a computer with like some janky yeah. ass. <laughs> I, like, I rocked Cool Edit shit. Pro. Cool oh, Edit. Oh yeah, I don't know if you heard of Magics. I had this program uh, no, called yeah, Magic. He said, no, cool, cool Edit Pro was the first, and like, then, like Fruity Loops. Because Cool Edit yeah. Pro, you could do like video stuff too, right? Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I never did video on that. I just remember rapping in my friend's closet. Uh, cool Edit Pro. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm really like a little karaoke mic or something like uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I mean, honestly, like digital, that's just the era that I come from. Digital has expanded the game in terms of the opportunities for people to come in, yeah. you know. Um, but what made me stand out as an engineer was my deep understanding, you yeah. know, for, you know, because it was other Pro, tool, Pro Tools engineers out yeah. there that didn't go to Expressions yep. and that had just spent hella time doing it. Yeah. But, I feel like there was a there was a ceiling to w how they could think about it and what yeah. they could do and you know just the game that you get from being around um you know people here at Expressions like you know and, and working with live musicians and you know it did really like raise the ceiling on you know, what I was capable of doing, where I was capable of like creatively like being like, oh, we should do this. We should, yeah. you know, do this. Um, and then just understanding certain fundamental things like mastering, like a lot of people like couple mixing and mastering together. Like, oh, can you mix and master my thing? Mm. And it's like, oh, those are actually two separate <laughs> yeah. things. And yeah. you really understand that from being here. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You do a quick kind of breakdown of the difference for that. Yeah. You know the difference. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, because it really is a difference. Yeah. Mixing is when you're dealing with the entirety of the song, like yeah. one from one song though, right? You're, yeah, you're talking about from like a from, song from stem to stem. Like I'm talking about, like so if there's a guitar, if there's a vocal, and then the layers of the vocal. You know, if there's different instrumentation, the percussion, you're you're dealing and you're specifically fine tuning each sound mm -hmm. individually you know, individually you know to get the proper mix um uh, yeah volume volume, volume in the mix. Yeah. positioning um, dynamics yeah. eq i mm -hmm. mean there's so much that goes into a mix um to yeah. make everything to hear what it is that you hear as the final product um yeah, let's just say like if you hear a song at, like and you don't notice anything out of place mm -hmm. it's a good mix like if you right. just hear like a, a really good song yeah. and everything you can hear everything everything sounds well balanced right that's a good mix yeah. you shouldn't right. notice makes sense like like dough mix. right i mean you want the dough to be mixed yeah like, with no chunks or whatever right exactly. so yeah okay so. yeah so yeah so if you're gonna compare <laughs> I mean, you know. yeah like like if you're gonna go cooking wise mm -hmm. like the mixing is like the preparing of the ingredients, whereas mm -hmm. the mastering is like when you take that parsley and, and you, you like and sprinkle it yeah. on the top yeah. and it's like, oh, shit. yeah, oh, it's the plate that you plate it. Like, yeah, the plate. you played it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, because like when, when you master, um, you're only taking a single track. It's really only one track. You're not dealing with individual tracks. Mm -hmm. You take the mix, which is the single track, and then you run it through a mastering process where if there's anything like in the overall objective view of it that needs to be turned up EQ wise or mm -hmm. you do it, you know, you do it there. But the mix, everything should already be in place when yeah. you bring it to master. Okay. And, and master, like, in my opinion, you know, other people will say other things. Mastering to me really has to do with loudness, mm -hmm. you know, because that is a thing. Yes. Like, 
um, and there are certain radio, television, and film yeah, standards, standards um, where where the mastering could come in. Because you know, some people I mixed up for them, and they be like, "Oh, it sounds great already." And I'm like, "Yeah, you know, it sounds great to you, but yes. <laughs> you know, when you start pushing it, you know, and like, you know, you, when it's coming you on commercially, Spotify yeah, when you're yes. commercially doing yeah. stuff." You know, it's important to get that master to just me- make sure that you're meeting those proper standards and that, you know, it's kind of like this glue that, you know, puts everything yeah. together. Well, yeah. yeah, like you got to think about it sounds good in headphones or whatever, yeah, on the radio, those, whatever right. those, you know. Right. So, yeah, that's- well, and another element to mastering is if it's a full record, you want from song to song to be consistent yes. like in levels yeah, that's a big and yeah, like you said, loudness or whatever. Right. You want the whole album to sound cohesive. Yeah, you don't want right. like song eight louder than song right, number two yeah. exactly exactly so, and see that's the thing because in a mix you're dealing specifically with that song so you're doing what's best for that song yeah. whereas the yeah. master is the objective so you're yeah. tying everything together um because because in a mix you might not you know you might not want to make it as loud as you you might not do what you did on that other song you know mm-hmm. because that's not what you want for that mix but in the master you know you have the kind of like yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. it's like there's the parsley, man. The, yeah. the, the, the party, the exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The presentation. Yeah. It's like, you know, at Thanksgiving, you go in the kitchen and the food's still clean. You're like, oh, it smells good. Let me yeah. get it. You know, yeah. it's like, hey, the grandma's going to be like, yeah. oh, baby, exactly. just wait. Just, yeah. you know, it's just not wait. ready yet. It hasn't yeah. been mastered. Exactly. You know? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Still editing right yeah. now. Still, yeah. yeah. Just wait. Just wait. Yeah. yeah. Something kind of curious on. Um, I think it applies to our, our generation in general. And then even when you guys went to school here was like, we are very fortunate to grow up in both like the analog and digital age of like evolving technology. and mm-hmm. yeah, like the technology spike and how it arced. But so I think it helps us understand traditional, like, you know, art forms or whatever, or, and then also, you know, we can pick up technology pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So like when you guys go into school, that was the change too, where like, it wasn't quite all streaming yet, but you can see that yeah. that was going to become the wave. So yeah, like, I grew up with it. Mm-hmm. And I actually had a conversation with my friend yesterday about mm-hmm. this exact thing, like how we grew up alongside yeah. technology, like with the yeah. internet. Yeah. Like I'm not we going to lie. We were here before the when internet. When we was here, I didn't see streaming coming because okay. when we were here, it was still downloading. Yeah, okay. like, it was okay. peer to peer sharing. Still. Yeah, okay. I feel like I feel like what what was once peer to peer just became streaming, like because it had to. As an yes. industry, they had to well, internet yes. speed because came they could along like too, I, didn't, I really Consumer never knew how internet. long that downloading was gonna last. Yeah. Like. And yeah. download had a good run, it did. like mm-hmm. it did. you know, BitTorrent yeah. and you know, yeah. what I'm saying Pirate Bay. But it was and such Nasdaq. a yeah, and that's, and, that's, and that's why we talk about like the you know, with the old guy saying you kids don't understand. Like we waited hours for songs, you know what I mean, to download. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. It, like you had to leave big downloads overnight, and then so be it exactly. Overnight, hey, man, you you know, I hope it was titled right and not the right song you downloaded. Couldn't nobody get a phone call in the house? No, no, no. we turn it off for the night. This we trying to get this new track out no, that's yeah. that old school yeah, yeah man nah yes yeah, it's, it's you know I, I feel like yeah we we're at the stage where things have kind of tied together because everybody could be happy like we're still getting music seemingly for free like it's, yeah. it's a lot less than what it was because yeah i mean when i was in when I, I got my first job in ninth grade in high school it was like 2000 2001 and every time I get my check, I'd go to Rasputin's or the warehouse. Yep. And bro, yeah. a CD was like $20. Yeah, for sure. So I'd be looking through hella shit 
And you know, I probably only I only really want to get only get one. Yeah. But you got to make sure you you, you know what I'm saying because yes. you might get some bunk ass. Oh, shit. if it's trash, then you got to ride that out till you yeah. can afford the next one. Yeah. Was, yeah. Hey, you hey. still playing the whole CD? No, yeah, you still gonna you can play. Sell it yes. back if you yeah, know, exactly. Like, you know, that is, yeah, yeah, that part. But you're not gonna get what you no, pay yeah, for. No, exactly. no, you pay twenty, you get five bucks. Yeah, we were lucky if you got to scan the CD and play a couple tracks at the plays. Like that was how we had to do it. And even that, you're like, I don't, I don't know. I can't listen to all twenty. Right, oh, like no. yeah, that was. They used to have the kiosk. Yeah, you could like go through the, yeah. yeah, that's that's the one thing I do miss from that is you did have to be selective. So you know you kind of bounce off your peers of what they had listening to already, right. but then also like you know it was exciting because like Tuesday was the day some shit was coming out. No, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I'm like, damn, that, when did yeah. this come? You know, so mm-hmm. I think I love that about it. But of course now I can get whatever I want when I can. So yeah. I love that, but. It's, yeah. it's 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 uh, it's it's interesting because you know the value of music was a lot higher because yeah. Oh, yeah. of that like yes. because you you know you knew that you know when you're picking something out that you know you had to you know it was just it was diff- different yeah. like the accessibility wasn't there so it's like music had this mysterious like yes. You know, well, even like, the process of creating music back then was a lot harder. Like, if you were going to the studio, that's a huge investment. Like, especially if you have a full band, sure. you have to get everybody there at the same time. Yeah. You have to hire an engineer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, uh, the tape costs money. Nah, the sure. studio costs money. Yeah. And now people can create music in their bedroom and put it out to the public from right. their bedroom. You don't yeah. need a distribution from a record label. You don't need marketing teams to get it out there. You could just yeah. put it out and let mm-hmm. the people decide. Yeah, that's kind of how I am now. Even if there's a new record that comes out that's super dope, I really don't just keep listening to it back to back. I right. only go maybe a week and I'm on and I'm like, I so think much I, music. Yeah. Available. And I, I kind of wonder, I just thought about this, but like, I wonder if kids will have the same, like when we hear a track, it puts you back in that day, mm-hmm. you know, like an album reminds you of a period of your time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to have that as much, I, you know, I like so. they're, they're still you know, stand out, but I mean, you know, for sure. It's like, hard I mean, to say. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's so disposable now. And, yeah. And people like, like you said, I mean, you know, bro, if I if I got an album that I would like, bro, like that was my album like indefinitely. Yeah. Like I, you know, playing songs back was like it was, yeah. You know, but now it's like you just get so things are so disposable that's like you might listen to something and after listening to it a couple times you're like what's the next thing yeah exactly no matter how good it is no matter how good and now Spotify curates like five new playlists a day for me it's like an addiction everything it's like give it all to me (laughs) for real give me all the music it's like I have an IV of music (laughs) just plugged straight into my veins you're just desensitized and there's so much good music too that's the thing it's like so much it takes you more music to get you there because it's like a High, man. No, exactly. I'm chasing that high, I'm yeah, chasing the dragon. Yeah, you have. Yeah, you have a, a tolerance you've built. You know. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. So, you know, talking about that, where, you know, the way music is put out now, and not everybody. I mean, ninety percent don't have the pedigree you guys have, like with with sound, like the profession that you you know got into. But, mm-hmm. like, what, what did I feel? I don't know. An extra add an little extra piece to the Grammy like knowing that now everybody can submit music and like anybody can be an engineer or be called an engineer to an uh-huh. album and like to still stand out like no it worked out like right yeah no for sure I mean you know the Grammy thing is a plus I mean with me like there's still objectives that I have mm-hmm. as as an artist um, and just as a you know, as an individual, I mean, you know, I still got to pay my bills, you know what I'm saying? And um, I still have to set myself up 
in a way that, you know, I can continue to do this. Um, so I'm always, you know, looking to build in, in bigger ways. I mean, right now my, my goal is, you know, in general, just becoming a business owner. Yeah. You know, because I've been a freelancer for so long. Um, and just, you know, the passion for what you do is like, oh, I just want to do this. I'm just, But really, you got to set yourself up yeah. so mm-hmm. that you can do what you want to do. Yeah. You know, don't be you, afraid to take another project to help pay for the passion, man. Come like, on, exactly, I mean? exactly. And then, and then also too, what I'm saying is like, so every studio that I've worked at, like the majority of the studios, the owner that controlled the space, owned the equipment, on didn't even do music. Mm. Like they just own the space, mm. you know what I'm saying? And they didn't press any button, but at the end of the day. They was coming in and they was collecting, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the building was paid for it. They made their little cut, you know gotcha. what I'm saying? They don't do none of the work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Bro, damn, they're probably in Hawaii somewhere yeah, surfing just or some chill, shit. Yeah. yeah, like, mm. and that's where I want to be yeah. because that would put me in a position where I could do the projects that I want to do, yep. you know what I'm saying? And, and not to knock anybody that I work with, you know, but... You know, at the end of the day, like sometimes I have to take projects because I have to pay my bills. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or I have, you know, I'm I'm doing sessions because I need to keep things going. Yeah. You know, like you and said, sometimes it's popping, sometimes it's a little, you know, dry. So exactly. you got exactly, yeah. yeah. So I mean, you know, and then too, you know, I see myself as um, now that I do have this Grammy, being able to have a platform for other people that were like me coming up, mm-hmm. you know, that have the passion and the ambition. And if I have the space, then, you know, I can help people grow in their, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it is that they're doing. So that's like a future. Well, not really a future because I'm, I'm planning on You're doing that right, this yeah, year. Nice. Yeah, to be honest. So that's like next on the plate. Yeah, 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 yeah that's, that's, that's what I'm going after right now. How important do you think it is to uh, have professional spaces to work in still, even though people can you know, create music and distribute out of their own home or be- even bedroom, you know, like Billie Eilish and Phineas did their whole record like in their house, you know, mm-hmm. and it's a different vibe. You know, you get a right. different vibe whether you're in the studio or whether you're in a non-traditional recording space. Right. Like the vibe is always going to be affected by your surroundings. I think the difference is like, it's like somebody saying, do we still need college if you can go on YouTube and or the internet and, and that's a real question being asked yeah. no it's a real question being asked yeah. but there's different type of people some people need the mentorship some people need the guidance some people mm-hmm. need to be in the classroom just to be able to focus yeah. yes you know what I'm saying like if they were doing it by themselves they mm-hmm. might not have the discipline or the whatever you know what Whatever's I'm saying called, like yeah. the environment does play a role into it some people bro they're just tapped in yeah, they could be anywhere. They'll pick like, it up like, like as soon as. Yeah, mm-hmm. like like look, a Billie Eilish, bro. She's like, it's in her. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Was, you it, can't, yeah. wherever she's at, it she's was gonna, gonna be making out, dope yeah. shit. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like for people like that, it's not really necessary. And, and just like you know, some people are like, look, I didn't go to college, but look at me, type shit. Yeah, you know, and, and some people like if they didn't have that rigorous okay you got to be here every day yeah they might not have had the discipline to become and i know i'm one of those people bro like yeah. just leave it open space for me like bro yeah, like I you said you not... started partying when you're college yeah, like, like we all do so so i i like <clears throat> being in a space where it's like it kind of forces me to yeah. be in that you know and um i think there will always be a place for both i think what's good about it now is that 
because before it was more unbalanced where you had to be in a professional yeah. environment you yeah. had to pay the big bucks you mm. had to go through these gatekeepers now it's like it's the the pendulum is swinging to where none of that it, it's not a have to <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. and I feel like that's very important for the creative aspect of things because now you can say and do things that you you know if you were in a professional studio you might not feel comfortable doing or you yeah. might have somebody saying oh that's not the right way to to this yeah. and to that where it's like oh that's being broken down mm-hmm. you know yeah. but it's not gonna take away from what that is mm-hmm. you know that's still a valid yeah just like absolutely. universities ain't going nowhere like yeah. they'll always well, yeah, and they're all they have the the accreditation to yeah well, i think on. you know you even kind of touched on it earlier where like you said you knew people whether it's from here or just working that um just hone their skills on pro tools by using pro tools all the time mm-hmm. but then like on that side you only whoever they only learn from who they are in contact with what like you said when you come here you're forced to just work with people of different backgrounds and interests so it's gonna sound differently just because right. of the experience you guys are bringing so yeah, yeah. I mean, and yeah. then you know you're around people that have different experiences people like dave bell you know what i'm saying <laughs> that it's like you know the people Old that you're around engineers. are gonna yeah. take your mind where you might have not have taken it if you was just in your room tinkering yes. around and doing yes. shit by yourself sure. because yeah. you're just thinking how you think yes you know what i'm saying and and, and you know you're a product of your environment. Yes. Like, let's just keep it real. Like, mm-hmm. there's nature versus nurture, but to the to the extent that, you know, you you know, what you're around, what you're, you know, so you have to take yourself outside sometimes yeah. to grow. Yeah. You know? And shit, that's my story yeah. and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a good story. It's mm-hmm. it's working out. I mean, I think that's yeah, I think it's just huge. Like like you said, having mentors and whatever you do too. It's like there's lessons you won't be able to learn because we weren't around during these people's time. But he or she could tell you about it. You know what I mean? Nah, and be like, sure. this music has been around. Or like you know, even when you know, especially us growing up on hip hop, like we thought these songs were dope. Our parents were like, this is a sampled song that I grew up on. Like you guys, you <laughs> right, what you know right. about this? And I'm like, right. damn, I didn't back then didn't know yet that sampling was yeah. such a thing. You know, I kind of mm-hmm. like that the hip hop industry is moving away from samples now. To be yeah. honest with you, mm. yeah, like, I, mean, I mean, I like sampled yes beats and but stuff that's, like that. But that's how I, we got our foot in the yeah. door, right? Like. Right. As hip-hop but then yeah, yeah and i think naturally hip-hop came from yeah but yeah. i mean because it's the biggest genre they, they you can't keep sampling you better do something different <laughs> right. to keep the eye on keep sampling that, yeah. samples right yep yeah i mean no. that's all they're doing now is coming up with sampling songs samples that are, of yeah, samples. Yeah, remaking shit. i mean i think i think things are getting more creative <laughs> oh yeah. for sure to an extent yeah. because now it's like radio doesn't dictate what's coming out nope. like the yeah. internet really, no no gatekeeper or less gatekeepers less gatekeepers yeah, yeah. And, and now that you know i mean Bro, it is what it is, you know. People like the people control yeah. what's hot, you know, because at the end of the day, these corporations want to get to the people. They want you to buy some shit. Yeah. Yes. So whatever you're into, that's what they want to tap into. Mm-hmm. So it's like data. We're yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I hear data. more people now too. I mean, we've talked about multiple times on TikTok, but that's the new slap. Like whatever they're dancing to, it will be the next single that's right. out there. That you know, and a lot of these record execs or whatever know to keep their you know mm-hmm. of course they're on top of it they got all the data but right. yeah so i mean something that's kind of crazy like at least more people are able to you know put out whatever music or videos but i've also noticed like in this world where everything can be so like perfectly pitched like now there's filters that show vcr data you know what i'm saying or like <laughs> oh, the line yeah. you know what I'm saying? So it's yeah, like now yeah, they yeah, want to yeah. go back and replicate <laughs> it's just is that yeah, like yeah. you see that now like with people you work with at all like younger artists like trying to 
have their music sound like it came from the 90s or 70s oh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, for sure. I mean, that trips me out because I grew up in the 90s mm-hmm. and you would never think that the time that you was in is going to be the throwback. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Of course you do, <laughs> yes. but you don't think it's going to happen like no, this. No. Yeah, like, yeah, we're I'm those like, dudes now, yeah. I think, <laughs> but, I think we got 90s nostalgia harder than any other yeah. era. Like People no. really love the 90s. Yeah. yeah, It changed a lot of things. I mean, of course, we're going to favor that because we grew <laughs> yeah, up in there. But yeah, we, you, I mean, the style of movie hasn't changed as much from mm-hmm. the 90s. You know what I'm saying? The style of clothes is, hasn't changed as much you know, right. as it's been there. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, at this point, it's like, where can you go? Like, we done done the space age. We done done all these ages. Like, I feel like everything (laughs) moving forward is going to be a remix. Yeah. But, I mean, you know. It's a lot lot more genre blending these days. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Which is dope. I love it. Yeah, I I like that. Mm -hmm. I think that's important because um, I think think the question is now, where is it going to go? I mean, hip-hop's been around for, for like they say 40 years now yeah i mean you know pop is always evolving but i feel like hip-hop rap was like has it was is the latest genre yeah i mean edm like of course like there's different there was house music yeah yeah it's been around for a long time too like when we're talking about electronic music that's been around since the 80s like even late 70s you know what i'm saying so they're all like synthesizers and all springs of of yeah synthesizers drum machines sequencers everything that you use to create this stuff has like all been around you know what is the next thing and i think that's what this genre blending is really like the baby of that like is gonna be mm-hmm. whatever it is we going to yeah. you know yeah i was listening to a different podcast and one of the guys works in the music industry and he's like you know like tap in with me like i'm looking for artists not rappers or singers he's like i'm looking for producers not beat makers you know what mm-hmm. i mean because yeah like do everything but also like i think less people are afraid are, are afraid to be like an artist like before yeah. you had to be like man if i'm a rapper like if i go away from it i look corny but right. now it's not you just yeah, don't be uh, a one-trick pony exactly man. you have to yeah you have to do the other things and you have it's to. not enough to be even the best rapper you're not that's not enough you know whatever it is so it's it's hard because going against the grain you know it's a lot of like now it's like with social media and everything there's so much ridicule and you have so many <laughs> eyes on you yep um, from jump man your yeah. first song you you can have yeah i'm not gonna lie I wouldn't be surprised if the news genre was like some ASMR type shit. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, like as, tapping as into things that. Get yeah, more minimal. Like yeah. you know, because things get hella simple. Yeah. Like I wouldn't be surprised if it was like on some ASMR type shit. Yeah. Like simple ass. Like yeah, yeah. oh, didn't, yeah. didn't David David Banner did that? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to Twins, the first one, yeah. one of the first out there doing yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, and I the one thing I like is I I do think finally like pop music is just what's popular instead of it sounding like something like i think that's the one thing in the 90s and like early 2000s it started sounding a certain way but now mm-hmm. it's just yeah. like you said the the masses the tell you what's blending pop. Yeah. yeah exactly yeah it's back it like i mean because that's what it was in the, yeah in the 50s mm-hmm. and 60s pop sounded like anything because it just what whatever it was, was pop all there popular. was yeah it was yeah. the only exactly. music yeah, that exactly. was being Basically, played yeah. to the masses yeah i think that's probably is that like the the digital age started coming with the 80s and 90s and we started having more um like data on 
what songs are popping. So I mm-hmm. think then we got like enamored with it has to sound this way, it has to have a certain BPM, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then now it's back to the kids don't care about that. They're like, no. Nah, it it was it became a formula. Yes. Almost to mm-hmm. extent. And now it's like the formula still works. Yeah. 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 Formula still works. Mm-hmm. People still use the formula. Yeah. I think I think we're getting back to that. I think like with the internet boom for a second it was like, oh shit, like what's the next you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I feel like now we're still kind of in that. Like, what's the next? Like, what you know? What are these people gonna put out? Yeah, you know. But I think it's kind of. I don't know. I think we kind of might see more formulaic stuff because yeah. the industry loves formulaic because yeah. it's just like what's gonna be that next money yeah. maker? You know? And there's, I think, also you know artists that are smart enough to be like all right i'm gonna give them that one so they come check out the rest of the right, stuff but it's like right. i can do that too you know right. I mean, even like certain artists become a formula like Nicki minaj then yeah. it was cardi b or yeah. iggy Azale, right. you know that's that's a formula in itself you know you right. can plug in some you yeah. know not everybody can fit into that formula mm-hmm. i'm not saying that that's yeah, you, like, but you still, exactly, you still need a cardi b yeah but you still right. yeah you just have the right numbers add up to that thing yeah you just yeah. need to man let me see not everybody could be a stripper either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's something some rant. I know just before we got in here, I not, shout out to Meek Mill about it, but he's like, I'm tired of, you know, uh, this twerking, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. you know, I want to see more. It's like, yeah, well, I'm tired of rappers talking about a Mary Jeans and like cash. Right, like, right. like, I want every genre to step their game up and yeah. be more artistic. When, like, don't call out. When is money going to stop being the main focus of rap lyrics? Yeah, like we get it. And plus you're lying. And, and dude, you know just, what I'm saying? just holding like stacks of cash in exactly. front of the kid right. and having big chains, yeah. you know? Like, right, doing the uh, doing a little phone thing with the money. Yeah, right exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, I just happen to not hating on Meek. Whatever, I like his music too. But it was just like you're critical when you're doing the same too. Like you're using the formula, so it's like yeah, right. let's all let's all chase the dreams a little more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you know, the cold part about it is it is an industry. You know, and like mm-hmm. with every industry, you know, it's you know the bottom line is money. Um, but um, you know, I don't know. I mean. I think if artists are willing to take more power, you know what I'm saying, we will see a change. But as long as like artists allow the industry to dictate the bottom line, then mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I mean, because it's kind of it's kind of hard because I mean they say like, what is it like? Uh, does what does reality imitate art or does art imitate reality art imitates mm-hmm. life yeah, yeah a little bit of all that or, yeah. and it, life and it imitates kind of, art and then that shit's <laughs> blended now you yeah. know what I'm saying because there's people yeah. that like they're like well and we talked about in past um, podcasts it's like it's no longer your personality like it's your brand you know it's become a bigger thing like mm-hmm. everything you do is part of how your story you're telling you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying so. what did uh, Ice Cube say like uh, my, my my art is a reflection of my reality mm-hmm. yeah exactly no, that's real. Mm-hmm. That's real. I mean, you know, people relate to money. Yeah. And everybody yeah. likes Everybody wants it. Yeah. yeah so I won't like, lie, you know what I'm saying? Especially <laughs> growing up, like when we, I was slapping whatever, Jay-Z, whatever. It's like, I felt really rich when I was really slapping that in the car. Too. You know yeah. what I mean? Same like Rick Ross. Rick yeah, Ross exactly. Rich, yes, <laughs> yeah. Money ain't a thing. Really. Yeah. It's like, yeah, let's do it. Exactly. Switch your phone. Yeah. But it gets played out after a while. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. we Rap has been talking about money for... Shit, nearly 40 years. Yeah, exactly. And it's worked. I mean, you know, obviously he's making the most money now, so they spoke it into existence. But yeah, I would love to yeah, see what the next right. next thing that's going to be. Next but, plateau. Yeah, but I do think you're right about the ASMR thing. Like, you know, in whatever ways, but th- that different, like in, 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 in a way. Yeah, in a way, that. exactly. Yeah, yeah, I can see Damn, that. it's like um, 
acapella groups or whatever, but it's all whispering now. <laughs> all like, whispering, yeah. Just snapping. Bro, because, you know, I mean. <laughs> Look up our new shit, quality gifts. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, because ASMR, it has this appeal that's, like, almost hypnotic. Like, I got a friend, like, he goes to sleep, listen, like, if he's, yeah. like, he'll throw that shit on before he goes to bed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just puts him in that. Pass out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like. You know, I man, like there's something about it. You know, I could just see it being that next yeah. wave. You know, yeah. put a beat to it, mm-hmm. <laughs> make the beat hey, with it. You, you know what I mean? Like first, little, yeah, you heard it here first. Exactly. For real. Yeah, I called it. Mm-hmm. So something I kind of want to ask, like, of course, minus the one that you were uh, the engineer for. Like, what's uh, like maybe your top two or three albums, like produce wise, that you that you uh, would want someone to listen. Like, you want to hear something like. You know, oh, ever executed, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, top two, man. This is always <laughs> give a you a hard couple, one. yeah. Like, like just ever that I've listened to, or yeah. I mean, I yeah, or, or even we could do it that way, or maybe a new artist that stands out. You know, I mean, however, like, what if I ask, like, you know, send me a link to something that really is just produced at that level? Yeah, like, yeah. What, what would be, what would come to your mind? Bro, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I listen to a <clears throat> lot of underground shit, like shit just on SoundCloud, just mm. like just on random. You okay. know, like it's hard for me to like really just say. Um, I mean, I like this one producer. Like, and then another thing is too, like as a producer, I listen to a lot of other producers without even lyrics on it. Yeah, like, I yeah. Just you just listen to beats and stuff. Like, of course, Jay Dilla is one of my top. Yep, for sure. Of all time. Um, it's this cat on SoundCloud out of Van Korea. Hmm. Um, he's dope as hell. His stuff is like trippy, super out there. Right. Um, Dude, I'm still a huge fan of Timbaland. I, I follow him on Instagram. Oh, yeah. He just be no, throwing some heat man. on there sometimes. Yeah. I'm just like, what? Oh, he's, another he's thing. Still on one it. of the mm-hmm. things that I'm into now that I've really been getting into is finger drumming. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys Trizzy have tracks. Have you seen it? Bro, yeah. I was just going to say, yeah, Trizzy track. That's <laughs> yeah. the man right there. Yeah. Um, also, Beats by Jay Black. Okay. Um, shout out Beats by Jay Black. He's another uh, uh, finger drummer producer. Um, and they're both under Timbaland. Mm, um, okay. Timbaland found them on Instagram and flew them out. Nice. Instagram, yeah, it's like what? Yeah, what a coincidence! Social he he yeah. sought it out. Like this is the next talent. And it's man. hella funny because I I heard Timbaland like trashing social media one time. Wow, like, okay. Yeah, but then yeah. he meets somebody else. Uh, yeah. But you know how it be. Like, yeah, I mean exactly. <laughs> until like, he gets on, yeah, until, like, yes, oh, until you see how it benefits you. Exactly. Until you see how it benefits you, you're like, oh, maybe social media. I'll give it another go. Because he's trying to launch Beat Club. Yeah. Yeah, he's trying to have his little beat. Uh, yeah. Who, Timbo? Yeah, Beat Club. It's like a, it's going to be a website where p- producers and stuff can sell their beats. Mm. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, because yeah, I, I remember he, it yet. Yeah, yeah, I remember he, that's what like, him and like Missy, they were like called themselves like the Beat Club back or something like that back in the day. Like, yeah. I kind of mm. like that. The early 2000s, there was like the beat groups, you know what I mean? Mm, and people, yeah, no, nah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Who is the, who's the one who, who's behind Outkast? Dungeon oh, family, family. Yeah. or um, organized noise, yeah, organized yeah, yeah. Noise. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they had some cold yeah, ass beats. Yeah, that's my shit. Yeah, yeah nah. dude, Atlanta, Atlanta took it and hasn't given it back no, yet, man. Dude, you know no. what I mean? Nah, they yeah. they've been dominating the game. I feel like it's crazy because the South got hated on for so long, yep. but then it's kind of like there's so many roots in the South, like. When it comes to, like, I mean, because if you talk about hip-hop, you talk talking about jazz and then yep. 
blues like all the roots of that comes yeah. from you know like what you're sampling was yeah, from down like, there to begin really with originated yeah. and i feel like like when it comes to trap music which is heavy rhythm yeah you know what i'm saying it's like they just are kind of tapped in like mm-hmm. naturally you know yeah. what i'm saying like it's the vibrations down there yeah, in the south yeah no the rhythms and everything so yeah i love what they're doing in atlanta yeah one of the ones that stood out to me was like because of the singles I'm like whatever with Young Thug and then I put on a few of his albums and it just went from front to back I was like damn this fool is pretty good you know like just yeah. the sound of it just sounded like I'm like yeah maybe you know I'm not learning too much from what he's talking about <laughs> but you know what I'm saying it's but it was just enjoyable learning. you know yeah. and I was yeah. like damn like he really knows how to just make it sound good the whole way through I'm like alright I'll give right. it yeah and that's the thing like <clears throat> sometimes you just gotta appreciate the art for what it is yeah. like yes. people like to get hella technical about it yeah. like oh did you hear it's like hold on wait just just vibe yes. you know what I'm saying cause if yeah. we was having a drink or if we was smoking you know what I'm yes. saying it's it's really that's what it that's like yeah. when you're in your real element yeah I'm like I'm paying attention to you guys not all the lyrics right. anyway I just needed to be yeah exactly yeah, yeah and that, that's that's what I feel like the, uh, the south has tapped into yeah more of the feeling element um, some of my favorite rappers are all from the South. Man. Yeah, Ludacris, sure. Outkast. Yeah, yeah. Shit, I mean, Gucci Man's been doing it forever. You know what I'm saying? Zaytoven like yeah. created their, their their whole sound for hey, a long you time. Know, you Zaytoven know? went to high school in San Francisco. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Exactly. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like their whole vibe, you know, like the, that hey, was the a Bay big. In Los Angeles, or Los Angeles, yeah. Bay and Atlanta have a good relationship. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like Too Short, E Forty, yeah. they both well, like, have. Yeah, like until he was like Lil John mm-hmm. was signed to Too Short before the Crunk thing came out. Like, there's not a coincidence that mm-hmm. is a very similar Crunk and hype. He always gets kind of intertwined. And, exactly. Yeah, because that's just real. thumping music, man. Like, yeah. Nah, yeah. It's a, and <clears> now uh, Georgia, Atlanta specifically, has become a big movie um, sector. Mm. like if you notice a lot of the new movies especially like the Marvel movies um, you all see that Georgia peach in there mm. um, yeah, it's expensive to produce in LA <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah like you said that's, that's the one fun. thing yeah yeah, yeah I mean, no gatekeepers they'll do wherever they can do it mm-hmm. now, yeah, so. yeah cheaper well, I mean I think they're creating like tax benefits for shooting probably. yeah, yeah, yeah and, like right. New Mexico is doing it Austin yeah. like yeah, so a lot of a lot of movies are getting produced outside of mm-hmm. Hollywood. Yeah, business move. Yeah, speaking of business moves, like what kind of difficulties do you find in marketing yourself as a producer and a beat maker, like and selling beats? Mm-hmm. Um, man, you know there's there's a lot of obstacles, a lot of hurdles. Um, you know, one of the things is just raising awareness. You know, because in this, you know the times that we live in everybody you know we're up against social media yeah yeah so and everybody has access to it it's not like back in the day where it's like if you had a deal you know if you were this you were that you stood apart like now it's like you know you're in the the trenches and really what it takes is a marketing budget you know um, sadly a significant one um and you know marketing strategy too because the budget is one thing and it's essential but the strategy if you spend all that money on the wrong thing exactly yeah yeah. you You just just had an ineffective marketing campaign exactly so (laughs) i mean that's one of the obstacles because i didn't i didn't go to school for that like i mean Mm -hmm. at the end of the day i you know when when i was coming here i'm like oh yeah i'm just gonna do this engineer like it's kind of like you have a one-track mind I'm like, you know, I'm just going to do this industry uh, engineering thing and, mm-hmm. and be set. But, you know, when you get out there in the real world, it's a lot of things that you have to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of 
roles that you got to play in order to get where you want to go. So I'm learning marketing. Um, fortunately, my my network is extensive. Yeah. yeah, you know, so that helps, you know, and I, you know, important. Yeah. I mean, cool. in this industry Network. and just in life, the life. people that you yes. know mm-hmm. will benefit you. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I mean, to be honest, any like almost every job that I got was because I knew somebody. Yeah, I'm not even sure. gonna lie. Like working with local 16, shit. My my son's mom's mom, mm-hmm. was, you know, yep. got me the job. Mm-hmm. And the first studio that I worked at, girl from college knew somebody. At a, you know what I'm saying? So every step of the way, I mean, because you'll be filling out resumes and applications forever. Yeah, you know. Yep. But your network is really your network. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. So tell your story, people. Let yeah. let people know what you're doing. Yeah. We just had a recent guest talk about that, how, you know, he's gotten his art into different places because that friend or person he met was like, you know what? I know a guy that does every that. Every time. Every time. Every know? time. And, and obviously, like, you didn't do him dirty and you produce yeah. when you got your chance. And that's why they think of you now. Yeah, you so know, if right. you're not sharing what you're up to, then yeah. nobody's going to know about it. Exactly. And nobody's going to be able to people help you. You yeah. know, even though most people, you know, inherently want to mm-hmm. help somebody out. Right. But and the other people want to help people out, but people like working with people that they like, that they know, that they feel comfortable with. Yes, exactly. You know, and if you can, you know, because it's hard to just build a relationship like cold. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. I don't know you. You don't know me. Exactly. Uh, you know, unless you just got a super charismatic. Yeah, there's just a couple. Like, it can happen, but it's very rare. Yeah, yeah. it's a little yeah. bit rare. And then you know, I mean, you know, we're we're from the Bay. This is a big city area. Yeah. It's like you know, people just off top are like, uh, I don't yeah. care how charismatic you are. People are just gonna look at you like, uh, yep. yeah, you cool, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. know like that. I don't know anything yeah, about you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. I mean, at the end of the day, if you can have some in, if you have somebody vouch for you, if you know some people, if you could build some relationships, you know, it really goes a long way. And, and you know, just maintaining relationships because you never know who somebody is going to be to you in the future. Oh, yeah. Exactly. You know, just because they're whatever now, like, yep. I mean, you know, you be like, oh, this person not doing anything for me now. Fuck them. You know, yep. but who knows? Yeah, you know? exactly. And if you try to call them the day that they're popping, it's too late, yeah, man. You know what right. I'm saying? You need yeah, to keep you those you can't open. You call man. them like when you need something. <clears throat> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, sometimes you're good, like you said, to pick people's brains. It doesn't mean you're going to start doing what they're doing, mm-hmm. but just hearing mm-hmm. people's process, like you said, the story, man, is we love the story, obviously. So, yeah. This, I mean, the story is what it's about. The story is what connects us all. Yeah. You know, because we all have a story and, and to a degree, like like I said, when you meet somebody and it's cold, you don't know them. But when somebody starts telling their story, yeah. you hear stuff in, in their story that you're like, oh, damn. Yeah, we're, we're not, like yeah, we're not even that yeah. much yeah, different, man. We're not man. that much yeah. different, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, now I want, I want to ask something for the audio nerd in me and <laughs> the producer in me. Like, what are some of your favorite tools to use when you are composing or just making music or just being creative in general? Just being creative. Yeah. Well, shit, man, you know, people say I'm old school, but, like, I start, like, I didn't start, but my, when I got here, um, one of my homies that was in this program gave me reason. Oh, yeah, reason that's, was yeah, like that's an old school one. Yeah, I don't, I don't think people use that anymore. A lot but. of people don't. I mean, there are there are reason heads out there, yeah. but reason has just been my go to for years. Still, um, to still this day? to yeah. this day, like I've upgraded as it's upgraded. Like it's it's reason eleven now. I 11? got 10, oh, I got shit. nine point five. Okay, so. okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
I mean, I just love the workflow. And, you know, I really believe it's not the car, it's the driver. So it's like I've just established myself in there. And it's like I know how to use it the way I like. Exactly. Um, Between Reason, Pro Tools. Don't get me wrong. I could use all of them. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I get You're clients that come in with Fruity Loops, like, Ableton. I've done, I've done projects on Ableton. I've done projects on Logic. Yeah. Um, but comfortability wise, and like when I open it, when I flip up my laptop, and what I go to on my laptop is Reason. Wow. Okay. Nice. Okay. Yeah, my Reason, and um, <laughs> you know my MIDI keyboard, and then now I'm really getting into like fucking with like NPCs. And MPDs. The newer NPCs, like the software-based ones. Yeah, 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 the software-based one, but then also like NPC Live, where it's like the standalone. NPC yeah. um, still a very cool tool. Yeah. I remember uh, I I was messing with my friends like NPC four thousand for a minute, Ooh, and just trying to like set it up. I was like, oh my god, this is the most elaborate, crazy tool. Yeah. Like <laughs> just getting it like set up to how I want to be able to use it will right. take was, so yeah. long. Yeah, but, if you just yeah. start it and then the MC4000, that's still like a floppy disk. So Yeah, like it was crazy. crazy. And I was just like, you know what? Like, I can just pop open Logic <laughs> and open a virtual <laughs> instrument and no just way. go. Yeah. I can, on my, uh, on my no, keyboard. that's real. Yeah. I mean, one thing I will say about MPC, which I like moving forward in my career, is for a uh, live performance aspect, yeah. MPC is dope. Um, and that's really where I see myself going because I've kind of been behind the boards for so long, you know, and I feel like my brand, I, I need to take it to the forefront. And I feel like me as a producer, you know what I'm saying? A producer is an artist too, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. 100%. You know, but I feel like people sleep on that. Yeah. You know? Um, and I don't know if we're going to have another Dre or another Pharrell or another Neptunes or, you know what I'm saying? Like the yeah, way the industry is now. I think, you know, if you're going to be out there, you have to be out there. You got to be visual. You know, yeah. you got to really, you know, that's why I respect cats like Trizzy and mm-hmm. uh, Beast by J Black that's taking the production to the next level where they, they're doing it on the spot, yeah. like yeah. cypher shit. Yeah. Yeah. So I found Trizzy out on Instagram and I was just like, damn, this whole is coming crazy. Like, yeah. Crazy. Like on the spot. He'll yeah. just be in the car like, crazy. Well, yeah, because I mean, that's the whole knock on it before was like, oh, just digital. You don't really get how to like drum or what it's like. No, you can't do that. What they're doing is not easy to do. Uh, I've always been a big fan of the NPC (laughs) dudes. Like, uh, Blue was. Oh, or, Blue, yeah, he was a rapper or, too, right? Or no, is it Exile? Exile. Blue and Exile, yeah. yeah. Blue and Exile. Exile was the NPC dude, though. Mm-hmm. Who else is a, a good NPC? I, I, remember, I, always, I will always remember the uh, video of uh, uh, Just Blaze just like chopping up a old oh, beat yeah. and then just like going Hit in and it, creating yeah. a yeah, new just beat. Blaze just like, crazy. what the yeah. f- what did you just do? Like he just did like beat surgery. He like chopped up a song, All spread it out across the pads, right. and then just made a whole new song. It's like right. oh, man, that yeah, is- Just Blaze was dope. I feel like one of the things that's kind of like beat makers always get ragged on about is that like a musician will come in and be like, oh, you're a beat maker? Like, and just look down on you like, you know what I'm saying? And hit some licks on a guitar or whatever and just play some shit on the spot. But now, you know, like if, you know, when cats start really getting into this live beat making thing, you know, there will be no separation. Yeah. You know, and you could do a lot more with an NPC than you could do with a guitar. Because a guitar, you could just play a melody. Yeah, it's With a be beat machine, be. you could run a sample, you could do yeah. the beats live, yeah. or you could do the sound live, you could sequence. Yeah. Like, you know, the capabilities is just endless. 
Yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of artists have like some sequencers or just have a laptop on stage with some kind of setup like that yeah. they're triggering samples and dope. doing all that kind of stuff live yeah. these days. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's just important in general. It's like, it, it's, they, you know, it's always going to be important to like learn instruments and all that, like with music. But in the same instance, like, man, I mean, that paint, that picture was already painted. Like, what are you going to do with with a, a canvas now you know what i'm saying like exactly. let's see how to layer it and add five canvases together whatever it exactly. means you know so it's like but that was kind of funny you've been saying i mean only guys are like 10 years removed but you're using like software that's you know not not as commonplace nowadays it's already reached that point where yeah. oh people were like oh wow you still you, you know what i mean it's just yeah, funny yeah, yeah. yeah. and <clears throat> i mean uh, you know i, just, I haven't is, heard that name like, uttered yeah so but it, it's like, I mean, like you said it works it's still being used it's mm -hmm. on version 11 now mm -hmm. i mean so. the thing the thing with like this is like Cats that's getting in the game now, they're using shit off popularity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. not well, it's off Ableton. usability. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, if like, really, like, if you're paying attention, all of these softwares are coming out with updates every year. Anyway. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, it doesn't dude, matter. What do we yeah. now? Pro Tools, what? Pro, what they we? don't even number yeah. it no more. It's yeah. just, yeah. just like, no, just up, Yeah, just update. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they're just like, just keep paying us. Yeah. 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 I've always been a logic guy, though. That's, that's my. Yeah, yeah Logic, yeah. you know, Logic is contemporary, Ableton is contemporary, mm -hmm. but all these brands have been around just as long as all the other ones. Yeah, yeah so that's like, so funny. It's just, yeah, you it's know, the it's narrative like, that's out there. That yeah, there's still, there's like, still what Adobe what, Audition out there. Yeah. That's not really like a beat thing. That's more just audio. Audio. Yeah. audio yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you could use it, though. Yeah, yeah. it could be used for music purposes, yeah. but... I feel yeah. like the most popular ones are like Fruity Loops, Logic... And Ableton's Ableton, really Ableton's popular. huge, man. Yeah, like, yeah. and of course, everybody knows about Pro Tools, but it's a lot of competition for Pro Tools yeah. now. Well, Pro like, Tools is like that studio standard. It's not right. really one that people are composing music yeah. in. Right. I mean, I like it too, though. I mean, like you said, every program's coming out with updates all the time because they also know, like, if we want to get better from these people, like I gotta, we gotta do our our job too. Oh, to, time. Yeah. yeah, they're trying to stay in business. Yep, exactly. Yeah, Avid did it. They did the all encompassing thing. They have the hardware and the software, and so they, <laughs> they get they get those studio integrations. Yeah, uh, Avid is smart. They not only did they do the hardware right, but they get the industry to vouch for them, and that's yeah. that's really what it takes. Like marketing, like yeah. you said, yeah, exactly. man, it's marketing just is everything. Exactly, yeah. You get the right people behind matter, you, man. you're gonna stay in business. Exactly, it doesn't matter. Well, and they're the standard for film too, the film editing. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Avid is. Yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah so something I've been kind of asking uh, recently is: is there like a project that you would want to work on that not even necessarily music or anything like that, but it's something that would take you out of your comfort zone that uh, you see yourself doing? Besides, you know, business owning, of course, man. We want to see yeah. that next. But. Man, um, a project that would take me out of my comfort zone. Um, I feel like working with Fantastic Negrito really took me out of my comfort zone. Um, nice. um, you know, to be honest, since then, I haven't been scared of anything. It's funny because, <laughs> you know, working with him, like, coming into the game, I was working with, you know, just vocalists, like rappers, singers. So not a lot of live yeah. instrumentation. Not a lot of live instrumentation. Okay, you know, cool. people come in with an MP3 or a wave or whatever. You know, I'd load it mm -hmm. up and record them. And, you know, a lot of the focus was on their vocals. Mm -hmm. But working with Negrito, you know, he's a musician, songwriter. Not only that, you know, the type of studio that he had, bro, it was not no Grammy Award winning studio. <laughs> like, like, he had a laptop about that size mm. you know probably a lot older than that you know what i'm saying like we were in like an old warehouse 
you know, and it was like, you know, there's no boards, <laughs> barely any outboard gear, you know what I'm saying? And it was like, damn, you know, and then working on the laptop too, like, bro, you know, the RAM ain't even like up like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, fuck, like, you know, those you, kind of constraints I feel bring out even more creativity. Exactly. You You're have like, to try to achieve the best thing with yeah. the tools. You're at like, hand. okay, I see yeah. what I have. Let me, let me put it together. No, yeah. That shit, that'll bring <laughs> the best out of you for sure. Yeah. And you know, it'll just, it'll just force you to, you know, be efficient and to think outside of the box. Be yeah. less technical, more creative. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How, how that like get hooked up anyway like you working with them wouldn't agree to uh well so he had a warehouse he had a he had a studio in down in like jack london area of oakland and at the time like when i met him it was an art studio hmm. um and he was like just getting back into music how i met him was i was working with somebody he was like a friend client mm -hmm. and um the dude that managed Negrito, him and dude used to be outside smoking cigarettes, chopping it up. And they were smoking a cigarette one time. And, um, you know, they were just talking. And, you know, he was asking them about what he was working on. And he was like, oh, you know, Negrito's looking for an engineer. Can you recommend anybody? He's like, yeah, I'm working with this cat named Bars. Mm. And he was like, all right, give me, uh, give me his number. And so gave me the number and he hit me up. And you know, got the interview, and nice. you know, I just chopped it up with dude, and yep. he was just telling me, you know, what he was trying to do. And at this time, he was just kind of coming up with the fantastic Negrito concept because mm. originally, you know, he was going by his name, Xavier. Um, and he was like, he was a dude, bro, he had a deal with Interscope in the 90s, and he he went through this crazy ass accident, was in a coma, mm, wow. and just hella shit happened, and he just fool ended up started selling pounds of weed and doing just going a different way just yeah going just selling shit yeah and then bro he told me he had a he had his kid and uh you know one time his kid was up at night and um just wouldn't stop crying so he just picked up the guitar and just started mm. strumming some strings and like just clicked it was right magnetized back. Man, that's great and then he was just like damn i might need to get back to it yeah. so he was like you know if i get back to it i want to do it different Mm. Um, and he was just like you know he came up with the whole concept and that's kind of dope you just kind of saw from the beginning of that whole yeah, moniker yeah no yeah. no the growth of it was crazy bro cause it like literally it was not no Grammys in sight like <laughs> I mean he, yeah. he was reaching out to people that he knew from the industry yeah like, I'm, I'm yeah he's still exactly this, yeah know? but they're like alright you know? yeah yeah I mean and Damn. you know just to kind of elaborate on that like you know what I know of the story was so one of the dudes he reached out to was like, hey, you should do this NPR competition. NPR is National Public Radio. Yeah, yep, yep. They were like, you should do Tiny Desk. Yeah. Shout out Tiny yeah. Desk. Like, that's man, one of the it's best, big. Man. Yeah, yeah it's big I love enough. it. And so, so uh, and this was 2014, 2015. They were like, mm. you should do Tiny Desk. Um, and he did it and he won. So that kind of gave him some notoriety in, nice. in that in that NPR community, yeah. you know, yes. which is like you know it's a niche yes. group of people, but you know it was a it was a, some good momentum yes. for what he was trying. Yeah, showing to do. like, hey, I can get back into yeah, this, yeah, no, for sure. And yeah. they, you know, they got a following. It's a niche following, but you know, it's, yeah. it was they a, got start. a couple million followers yeah. on their YouTube channel. Now. Yeah, no, they hmm. do. I mean, it's not gonna it's not gonna have you selling out Oracle. No, yeah, you know, exactly. But, <laughs> but I mean, it's you know, it's some looks. Yeah. And yeah. So cool, cool format. He did that, you know, winning that, that was kind of like a little bit of notoriety. He was using that to do shows and he was doing street performances mm -hmm. in uh, San Francisco bar stations. And 
Coincidentally, he was doing a, a street performance in, I think it was Embarcadero Station, and he, or one of the Recording Academy guys was getting off the BART. Recording Academy is the yeah. Grammys. Yeah, and they have an office in San Francisco. Yeah, they have an office in San Francisco. Yeah. Dude was getting off the BART and heard him playing and <laughs> was just like, you know, like, this okay. is dope. And he gave him his card. Mm. So he didn't think nothing of it. The the crazy coincidence how this came full circle was that, you know, maybe eight months to a year later, he's getting his album mixed. And the dude that he goes to to get his album mixed, Matt Weingar, was like this with that same that dude. dude uh. So <laughs> Matt Weingar is mixing the album and he at some point is having lunch or whatever, chopping it up with his friend. And they're just talking like... You know, hey, what are you what are you working on? What are you mixing? And he's like, mixing this cat named uh, Fantastic Negritos album. He's like, Fantastic Negritos. He's like, I seen <laughs> dude at the bar. Man, like, he's, like, so dude, he's like, dude is amazing. Oh, and bro, it's crazy because I found out this story from dude's wife. When mm. when I got the Grammy, <laughs> the Recording Academy invited me to a lunch, mm. and I met with the wife of the guy that Negrito met. She the, told oh, me bar, this whole yeah. story. Okay, but anyways, he's like, "Hey, when you're done mixing the project, send it to me." Mm. He was like, "And I, you know, I'll see what I can do." And then so he's like, "All right, for sure." So Matt, of course, got Negrito's permission, and he sent it to dude, and dude submitted it, not knowing what would happen. I don't think he told him. And then after he submitted it, I guess he found out that it got nominated. That's you know, but see, the thing is, the category that it will fall under is a niche category. Mm. So, you know, if he was going for like R&B, yeah, yeah, yeah. it would have, you know, it's yeah, politics it a with that. Yeah. yeah, but he he got into the contemporary blues mm. category, nice. which is like... A little easier you know, to penetrate. Easier, yeah, not yeah, as many more, people pumping that brand yeah, out. It's right? more organic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he was able to get in. They called him. They're like, bro, you, you're nominated <laughs> for great. this category. We're going to fly you. We're not going to fly you out, but we're yeah. get you tickets, mm. you know, and you can come. And, um, you know, long story short, <laughs> man, happened. he went and he That's won. Great. You know, and, and uh, like I said, you know, I was telling my friend and. You know, I found out this shit I won too. <laughs> yeah, that's you know? great. Yeah. yeah, and that's one of those things where it's like you can't set out to say like, "Oh, this song is gonna win yeah, me a Grammy. This album's gonna win me a Grammy." Like, it's one of those things that the universe decides yeah, whether you win true. a Grammy. And and I think it's a testimony to people to stay in a lane. Like, yes, if yes. he had tried to be, "Oh, I'm finna do this rap album. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna do this R&B," because he came like when he had the Interscope deal, he was an R&B artist. Mm. You know, but he kind of seen where that went. He seen what the industry was about. Yeah. And he was like, I just want to do what I'm into. Yeah. And he decided to do blues, mm -hmm. you know? And it wasn't even like your regular blues. Like it was like, like his own some version. grimy mm -hmm. type shit. Yeah. yeah. And and he ended up winning a Grammy, you know? And, yeah. and I feel like if people take a chance on themselves and Absolutely. they do what it is that they're good at and they find their niche, you know what I'm saying? It's a wide open lane for that. Like yeah. you can really win like that instead Be of trying yourself. to follow, yeah. you exactly. know, what everybody Tell else your is story. doing. Yeah. You know, or try to imitate. You know, then it's you know, then you're up against everybody else that's imitating, and yeah. then the real people that originated that. Yeah. You can't beat an original. Exactly. Yeah. As a copy, and no one else can be you. Do that. You know, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Because you're yeah. the original. Yeah. yeah. You're the only one. And I think I like that part of the story too, where he's saying where those two guys that were like close friends 
both knew of him and what he could do, but didn't talk to each other about it and found out. And so that's how you know it's dope, right? Like exactly because they, they just have that, random points. Yeah, and they're like, mm. oh yeah, no, duh, you're working with this guy because I saw it too, you right, know. And that's right, just great. Right. Yeah, that like then those are the types of things people need to hear on the story. Like yeah, man, just keep sure. telling your story to people, man. It's just crazy. You don't know man. who's listening, where they're listening, man. Right, like yeah. right, yeah. I mean, when you when you playing your part and you doing what it is you're supposed to do, like things kind of fall in line. Mm-hmm. You know. I actually have a question for you, Anton, as the non-trained ear in the room, the non-producer, audio engineer. Like, What is a record that stands out to you sonically? A song or an album? Mm-hmm. Like, So, I mean, yeah, and I, I definitely have been thinking about this. Like, People always ask your favorite songs and stuff like that. And like, I was a huge fan of the Beach Boys, like really mm-hmm. young. Yep. And I didn't really know why, but sonically it spoke to me. Like, Good Vibrations Ooh, is one of the too. best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like. Talking Dude, about Brian like Brian Wilson is a yeah genius. you know and I didn't even know like genius. obviously I wasn't like ahead of my time and thing but I, it was catchy and I realized and it's still I like it because I oh. hear it totally differently now man just yeah. the way it builds yeah and, the bass yeah. on that the bass line on that is crazy yeah. doom, 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 doom. like the way they recorded everything about like I wasn't put on into that project until I came here mm. and, but then I really got to hear yeah. it like in the studio and yeah. shit it was, I was like oh shit yeah. so watch that Beach Boys documentary yeah their documentary also um, they have a <laughs> Brian, Brian Wilson is just crazy yeah. like, he's a <laughs> musical crazy. genius yeah. like he's not yeah. like socially awkward yeah. but in the studio just I mean also uh, I would recommend there's a I think it's called The Wrecking Crew is the documentary and it's the band that played with Brian Wilson because when yeah, he made Pet Sounds like they didn't even touring. yeah they didn't even mm. exactly he, he was making yeah. the music in the studio exactly. and I think that kind of mm. touches on and what you were saying back how like play you music. can't get something from a guitar that you can't from NBC in that mm. way so he had five guitarists and five basses and all yeah. those tracks and like the layers and he did all the the tone like it was mm-hmm. it's yeah it's wild and like yeah. i didn't even realize yeah, why that, i like that it kind of then. production does not happen anymore let's yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. and, no, and exactly luckily they can put an mpc for because you're not yeah. gonna do it brian no, wilson no, or a lot just of those guys did in yeah. pro tools or logic yeah. or whatever but yeah that was where i realized like sonically like damn dude and this was the 60s, man, the 50s. I'm like, damn. He well, was because they didn't have the ability to just like copy tracks over right. and build these layers yeah. like that. They had to actually record actually, them yeah. like with real musicians. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, yeah, then the one thing I didn't know until I got older, like watching that, like he was deaf. He was going deaf in his ear. He only had, you know, yeah. So he, he recorded oh. in mono because he only listened on one side. Like it's wild. He recorded that would not even be able to hear it to the way. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's great story. Yeah. Love the Beach Boys. Beach Boys. Yeah. I want to see that documentary. From Hawthorne, yeah. California. Yeah. I Crazy. lived there. <laughs> yeah, it started. Like, I was born in Hawaii, so I like I love the surf vibes. But then I started listening to other stuff. I'm like, damn, that stuff's whatever now. Yeah, now I really right. listen. Yeah, yeah, the surf rock is only like one. Yes, portion that's the catchy of the Beach yes. Boys like yeah. discography. Yeah, like, exactly. they, they get crazy. Yeah, shot shot at the Beach Boys. Damn, that's <laughs> man. I'm glad you said you threw that into the mm, mix. Yeah, I, I mean, I had totally forgot about you know that and what they brought to the the table recording wise because because as an engineer what they did on on those projects was just at that time like it was like yeah. the first you know yeah what I'm they, they exactly nobody They're, else was doing that yeah, yeah. nobody else doing, like, is stereo doing that recording on guitars yeah and, like crazy shit like she yeah. was like yep you exactly. know what I'm saying? like yeah and i like the whole element how not like a beef but the competition between like um rub uh what's it called rubber soul is that what it's called? The Beatles record that inspired Pet Sounds and then Pet Sounds inspired Sgt. Pepper. Like they were mm. like, oh, now I know yeah. what music can be. I got to make it better. You know, those right. fools are, you know, yeah. 
Crazy. That's crazy. That's dope. Yeah. I know, like you said, we could be here all night talking yeah, about music. Talking like all night. Exactly. Yeah, for real. <laughs> but we'll, we'll try to keep this uh, yeah. wrangled for our Exactly. Our yeah, we might have a little and, combo yeah, so, after. But. So right now we can go into the segment that we call support quality. And we just want to ask you about something that's brought quality to your life lately. It could be person, place, a thing, a process. But what's something that's brought quality into your life lately? Quality into my life? Man, definitely my son, man. I got to say, like... That's like uh, that's like my compass right there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Keeps you on the I like the way that you put that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, I mean, you know, beyond music, man, you know, being a parent, um, you know, it kind of just, you know, it puts a lot of things into perspective, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, it's, just, it's just fun, man. It's anchoring, so. Yeah. Nice. That might be a cheesy. No, no I mean, but like it's it's to the point. But like that's yeah. obviously the first thing you think about. But yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Is there a song that uh, when he was growing up crying, like uh, something that you played for him to something get him going I to, played, or something man, you did? <laughs> that that bottle. Mm, yeah, <laughs> like, you know, that, <laughs> yeah. You like the sound of that? that he was good. Right. That, <laughs> that fucking formula. Nice, nice. But uh, yeah, nah. Um, I mean, he's he's definitely been musically inclined. Damn. Um, and. Um, yeah, he definitely loves music. That nice. baby shark thing is crazy. <laughs> but like I said, I mean, they but just they tapped in into that sound. That they worked, did in like dude. so yeah. many languages around the world, like yeah. 50 languages or something like oh, that. Oh, really? They got to translate it? Yeah. 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 That's crazy. Do. Yeah. Killing it. Exactly. It's one of those things like, dude, they just made it work. And like, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, they definitely made it work. And it's so simple, too. Yeah. It's like. hmm Damn, I guess. I think that's a good realization. Like, yeah, like you said, just be good at what you do, whatever. That's what they wanted to. It worked, and yeah, yeah it doesn't take much. Yeah, you know, just be you. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, what about since we are actually going to be curating a playlist to put out with our uh, our podcast mm-hmm. soon? So, mm-hmm. in the spirit of that, what's a song that you would throw on a playlist right now? What's the song that I would throw on a playlist? Um, hold on, let me think, let me <laughs> think, let me think. Um, what am I listening to right now? Um, man, on the way over here, I'm really into um, one one album that I like that just dropped is um, that DJ Fresh and Currency album. Mm, yeah, man. Um, I'm trying to think about what it's called. Um, but one of the songs that they have on there, uh, damn, what is it called? Yeah, man, if you if you look up that DJ Fresh Currency. DJ Fresh project, and Currency? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty dope. They got some good All stuff right. on there. What about you, Anson? What would you throw on the playlist right now? Um, Man, the new stuff? Let me see what I just recently downloaded. Um... That's a new song. Uh, I mean, how to pick a song? I don't know, but like Brent, yeah, just uh, Brent Fires, just one his, song. His album, I would say, uh, probably. What's this? What's the song on that one called? Um, I think "Clouded" is pretty cool. Of Brent Fires, album, right. yeah. I think What'd mine would be a song that came out last year. Nambe and Thutmos put out a. Uh, an EP called Run Wild, but there's a song called Soft Top. It's fucking badass. Mm. 
and that's another genre blender you know Mm -hmm. dude nambe is a pretty funky guitar player kind of singer dude and Mm -hmm. thought mose is a hip-hopper but he gets taps into those like jazzy r&b vibes Mm -hmm. nice it's a good song yeah coming to playlist near you guys soon so yeah we're gonna try to do both spotify and apple music yeah and uh you know we we might take requests we might have some guest curators Mm -hmm. on the on the playlist nice but yeah uh, man i mean if uh if people were looking out for your services though man like where can they find you how can they contact you oh definitely man i'm on um all social media platforms at bars makes bangers that's b-a-r-z-m-a-k-e-s b-a-n-g-e-r-s um my you know that people can reach out to me through email bars makes bangers at gmail.com um and then also check out my website um www.barz.io all right we will make sure to link all that up yeah you can buy beats there yeah we can attest to the bangers because we were slapping them before we started today so yes got this nice studio to slap in so we gotta (laughs) take advantage yes yes yeah so you can follow bars we'll we'll be sure to link that in the the notes of this podcast you can follow me at mr beady on instagram yep and i'm at young man old souls follow all of our podcasting and youtube stuff on instagram at quality goods tv there you could also find links to our merchandise you can support us if you want to you can subscribe if you're feeling generous yep support quality in whatever way you can man we're about that yes and uh yeah we got some playlist action coming for y'all you can tap into our vibes Mm -hmm. but uh yeah beautiful conversation i can sit yes, and talk about you. music thank you again for all coming night. by yeah thank you bars absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> maybe we'll uh, collaborate on a little ep because i i'm feeling musical <laughs> let's get it yeah let's get it so sure. so, so look out for that we're, we're gonna have let's at least go. a track in the not too distant future I, I got i got something up my sleeve yeah let's cook let's go yeah let's do it but uh yeah appreciate y'all having me and it's definitely been a pleasure it's been fun. yeah we'll, we'll do this again it. yes we'll do this again but uh until next time we out yeah